the college football experience, bowl picks and college football playoff picks episode on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free to play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head to head matchups. How great is that? Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy, B E T T O R, fantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. Uh, You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. You can download that thing for free today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. College football experience, bowl preview, and college football invitational preview. Part three, I guess it is, but we're getting to the college football playoffs uh, on this episode. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> Yes, we got more football. Just a just a couple more weeks, and then we have a break for a little bit, and then after that break, maybe a two month break, we got. Oh, yes, that is the USFL theme song. Yes, don't forget it is coming in April. We will have you covered on the USFL Gambling Podcast. Yes, but we're here to talk college football. And we got a lot of great games on the slate, and we'll recap some. Uh, I am joined by my co-host, former former JMU Duke defensive back. They are joining the Sun Belt. They just landed Todd Centeo, the quarterback of Colorado State, in the transfer portal. Uh, Boom! <laughs> give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. And we're also joined by third man in the booth, the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving former. 
former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, man? I like that house of pain. You got any uh, shamrocks and shenanigans for me? <laughs> I don't know, but I got this. I didn't come here to study. I come here to study. Studying sucks. Studying really sucks. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> What's that from? That is from the great film PCU, politically correct oh, university. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I didn't know. <laughs> that's, that's I'm gonna have to go back to the uh, yeah. film room. What, what did you say, Patty C? I said that's Cardale Jones. <laughs> you ever <laughs> seen that uh, that tweet of his? Yeah, I, I remember it was something to the extent of like I didn't come here to study or something like that. Yeah. Or or it's Jamarcus Russell with the uh, game film, you know. <laughs> or, or or James Brooks. I remember James Brooks. Uh, the former Cincinnati Bengals running back, uh, he got to uh, I think something. Graduated yeah, Auburn. And, and he was in court, and they asked him how did they were like doubting that he didn't <laughs> that he wasn't educated. They're like it says you have a degree. And he goes, I went there and I scored touchdowns, and that's all I needed to do. It's <laughs> oh, like Dexter Manley at Oklahoma too. Yeah, he, Oklahoma, he State. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma yeah. State. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I will say this. I used to fall asleep in the film room all the time. So I can't wait. <laughs> after a burrito. It's tough. It's tough to take it's down over. some film. It <laughs> <laughs> weigh you down, man. Yes. That's yes. <laughs> um, oh, well, here we are guys. Bowl seasons are uh, underway. As we well know uh, that we had a bunch of games in the past week. Hope you guys had a merry, merry Christmas, but um, let's get to some of this action because the last time we talked, it was uh, what it was last Wednesday. Currently, the SEC is winless, winless, zero and four, and some of these ones are some ass whoopings. Like, uh, I mean, UCF won by twelve against uh, Florida. Texas Tech won by twenty-seven against Mississippi State. Houston won by only four against Auburn, but they, they outgained them. I think a decent amount. Um, uh, then what's the fourth game? Oh, uh, Missouri lost lost to army. What what do you make so far? Can we hold any merit here? They're the ones that always say it means more, but the, the, you you go on Twitter, you see these sec fans saying, uh, uh, look, the, the bull season's irrelevant. I agree because all these teams, I don't know who the fuck is like the Iowa state game. Clemson tonight, Clemson's out their coordinators, a couple of receivers transferred. Iowa state's out their whole fucking team, uh, but it is what it is. And I should mention these are mostly at sec locations. The sec has the advantage of being in the South. Cause these bowl games are like the Birmingham bowl was two hours away from Auburn. The Liberty bowl is like 45 minutes away from Mississippi state. The reality is, is the conference wasn't that good this year. I said this earlier, the big 10 was better months ago. I said this big 10 was better than the sec this year. And I don't know. Oh, and four, what do you make so far, Nick? Well, especially the sec East, which is at least responsible for two of those losses. Um, Overall. I I mean, I'm not reading that much into it. Uh, The Texas tech Mississippi state game. That was the big shocker, especially just with, with, you know, being 34 to seven, that's nobody saw that coming. Uh, overall though, I mean, it's funny. I'm enjoying the fact that they're winless. Uh, yeah. Cause they're always on their high horse thinking they're the greatest. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to get too wrapped up around it. Patty C. 
Uh, sorry, uh, cue me in again there. I was looking around here. Pay <laughs> <laughs> attention, Patty. Hey, this guy is the film room. This isn't the film room, buddy. All right. <laughs> Fucking bring it down. Yeah. Jeez. What was, what was the question again? Uh, the SEC's zero and four in bowl games. Okay, what is my take on it? Yeah, they they suck. What what, what else is there to take away from? Okay, gee, they've been shitting the bed. Yeah, I mean the 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 line that we've known for years is uh uh you know if they lose they don't care and I've already seen a few of those out there ah they do they weren't trying they didn't care you know no pretty sure Florida cared if they beat UCF it was pretty sure there was a pretty well publicized beef before the game you know a lot of social media trashed off and UCF just got it done so. Whatever. I mean, granted, it's not a great year for uh, the SEC, so you really can't hold it against them that much. But hey, when the comeuppance happens, you know, you you eat the crow. So it's time to eat that crow. But honestly, if you look at it, like you know, Florida, they were gone. Their whole coaching staff, a bunch of players. Auburn was without Knicks. Uh, you know, Mississippi State didn't have much of an excuse. Uh, who's the uh, who's the fourth one? Help me out here. Uh, Army and Missouri. Missouri yeah, and Missouri just did not be- belong in the bowl game. Period. They were <laughs> bad this year. Um, so I don't know. I mean, look, their best teams haven't played yet. But, but to be fair, Texas Tech without their coach. True. You True. know what I mean? Yeah. Like this same situation. But all these games are crapshoots. Yeah. You know, and and I think some teams do relish the fact that they get to play an SEC opponent, whereas. Auburn doesn't care about beating Houston, but you know? they, I find it ridiculous though, that a team goes 11 and one in the regular season and they have to go to Birmingham. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, so if anything, I, I think that's impressive that Houston went in there to a sellout. That bowl game was sold out. So you had all, all Auburn fans. All right. And I, I, I think that's a good win for Houston there. I mean, I know yeah. I, I feel Houston. like uh, I feel like that Houston, if anything, kept them in the game a little bit too much. If you watch that game, but the last game we just watched, we watched Alabama play closer against uh, Auburn than um, than Houston did. Houston just outplayed Bama practically against a common opponent. So yeah, it's a big win. And they didn't have Bo Nix for that Alabama game. True. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a nice win for Houston. Great year. I did not expect that. I, I I was kind of down on Houston coming into the season. I was dead wrong. Great year, and to top it off with the win over an SEC opponent, you know, hey, great job. But uh, overall, let's see how the SEC does over the next week until we, you know, and, th- and then we can formalize a final opinion. Sure, sure, and we'll see. Also, with uh, how about Troy Calhoun, another ten win season at Air Force, another ten win nice. season as they took down Louisville. That score was even deceiving. They were up double digits most of that game. Um, and uh, the I I got a How about the quarterback play there, Hazik Daniels. Yeah, he, nine he, of ten for two hundred fifty-two yards. That's got to be a <laughs> triple option record. There. <laughs> that is impressive. Now uh, this is before Clemson won the game, but that 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 loss, or actually Virginia Tech's loss today, the ACC had lost thirteen in a row, but Clemson got the win tonight. Over Iowa State, so that record is done. I don't know that that record means it. Like that's the hard part here: is the bowl games. Do these things mean anything? The easiest money to be made was Western Michigan minus the points against Nevada. I don't know that how everyone easy. didn't bet that. That was easy. I thought UCF over Florida too, but not as easy. But yeah, I mean, especially Western Michigan. 
That was easy, easy money with Nevada with no coaches, no players. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, me into that one, but I don't think I'm mean, pretty easily talked me into it. I don't know if I changed it on the website, unfortunately, but yeah, after you guys yeah. talked that one up, that was pretty straightforward. But how about Louisville? Louisville is basically like, like Missouri. They were shitty this year. They should not have been in a bowl game. Yeah. It, it, uh, they, they wouldn't have been in a bowl game. It, look if the big 10, the big 10, big 12 and Pac 12 played nine game conference schedules. Yeah. If Louisville and Missouri probably had, or South Carolina had nine ga- game conference schedules. I think some of these teams aren't going to make bowls. Yeah, maybe, but Louisville might've beat Duke or something to, you know, <laughs> get that extra win. If they had one more ACC <laughs> game or, you know, Missouri might've been able to take down uh well, actually they, they would have had to play somebody in the sec West. Yeah. That would have been tougher. Missouri probably would have not made it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what he's saying. He's saying these eight, eight, eight uh, game uh, conference slates. I hear you. I agree. Yep. Yeah, they're slinging bullshit at us, is what I'm saying. But how about PJ Fleck? He <laughs> rode the boat, eighteen to six, beat West Virginia. So I got to think Neil Brown ending the season six and seven. Got to be a little bit on the hot seat. Uh, you were high on Mr. Brown coming into the season. I was like, I don't know about that, Colby. I'm not sure why you're so high on on the Mountaineers. And uh, I mean, at least they made a bowl game. That I, that probably gives them at least another year. But they're they were the most inconsistent team in the country to me. Um, they were, they have been over the last five years, but they, even like you look at some of their losses, I mean, a, a six point loss to Maryland where they outgained them a three point loss to Oklahoma in a game. They should have won a three point loss to Texas tech. You know what I mean? Like this team isn't that bad. I mean, I guess they lost by 12 to Minnesota row the boat, but I was on the gophers. We got to go for um, I don't know. Like, but I just think he's on the hot seat coming into next year. <laughs> What that you, fugitive? Yeah, that is. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about Great. Satterfield on the hot seat now? You think next year, six and yeah, seven I, I, season? Yeah, I think he should be. I was expecting bigger things from him. You know, leaving App State, going there. I think he's probably in the same boat as Neil Brown. They've been very average at those schools, and I think those schools want to get up to like eight wins, nine wins, you know, somewhere in that range because they are pumping a lot of resources into those programs. So six and six and a bad bowl loss isn't cutting it. Well, and then you got Brian Harson, six and seven in year one, uh, narrowly escaped Georgia State, and then loses to Houston. Um, they fired Gus Malzahn, for, and he, I think he was seven and five, if memory serves me correct. Um, getting a uh, he he might not be there after next year. <laughs> Brian Harson at Auburn. What do we think there? Hot seat for sure, right? Nick. Uh, yeah. I mean, to, for starters, the hire was puzzling. It wasn't like he set the world on fire at Boise. He kind of, I mean, kind of kept the program afloat, but I think they took a, a minor step down under his watch, especially with not really having many ties to the sec or anything. The hire in general was, was questionable and Auburn does have a quick uh, trigger finger. So uh, if he, if he doesn't get better soon, then he will be gone within two or three years. Definitely. Yeah. Um Patty C you you think uh, he's going to make it there through the season next year? I mean, you talk about a short leash. Uh, SEC is the uh, the height of that. So, I think for the reasons Nick mentioned, there's no regional tie, there's no nothing personality-wise that is uh, you know, buying him time. So, unless he wins, I think it might be next year and done. I think he's got to get to like 9 next year or else he's probably out. What what about Coach Leach uh, seven and six, 
season at Mississippi State. Hit, he hit the over on the win total. <laughs> That's all that matters to me. <laughs> so, uh, what do you make? Uh, year two, he made a bowl. They had a winning record. They beat Texas A and M. They beat Auburn. Is that good Boy, enough? That was a clunker. That was a clunker of a bowl game right there, especially against Texas Tech. You know what happened? Is Texas Tech ended up being the motivated one? Well, Sonny Cumbie, yeah. I, I was hearing that he wasn't coaching this game, and then I, I found out he was. Because I guess I didn't do my homework there. He's his old quarterback. That's a good. That's a nice little uh, advantage to have too. That's true. That's true. It uh, definitely gives the defense an advantage. Um, but you know, Mississippi State's defense just looks soft as hell. They well, they ran right through them. I think they had ten opt-outs. Ah. Or ten. St- well, I, I shouldn't say opt-outs. Ten starters out. But look, that's. I still think he's fine for next year. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I mean, year two, seven and five with a bowl game loss. Granted, it was not a good bowl game appearance, but overall, that's still making progress over year one. You know, so I, I have no you know problem with Coach Leach entering year three. I think he'll he'll definitely. I mean, I I imagine he'll put up a similar record. Maybe go to eight and four or something. The one thing I'm curious is is with with his personality with the young kids these days. Uh, I, I'm wondering how long that continues. Because uh, he, you know, I mean, look, he's an outspoken guy. He's a unique guy. We love him. He's great. He's hilarious. But I wonder how long that plays with you know 18 and 19 year olds that are totally different now. And you know, he's kind of one of a kind. He's kind of an old school guy in a lot of ways. So uh, I'm curious as to how that develops over the next few years, because I'm not saying it, but usually you can see, you can start seeing an old coach start to slip a little bit. I, I saw it with David Cutcliffe a few years ago. I'm not saying that, that we're there yet, you know, but I'm, I'm curious as to what happens next year. Cause if next year is kind of average, then maybe that is the start of it. I, I don't know. Cause I think year four is the year he really makes a difference. Now I think it, it will be a similar year next year. Probably. I mean, yeah. I think the fourth year is the one that really traditionally under his uh, other, especially with, yeah. with real, with Will Rogers back, even though he didn't look very good in the bowl game, he had a, a very nice season and he's back for what his junior year now, sophomore. I guess, he'll be a yeah, sophomore COVID, next year. Cause COVID yeah. didn't count. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I expect him to be fine there. I expect Mississippi state to be uh, a solid team next year. Yeah. Uh, we had some camp cancellations. Boston college is a bunch of gutless wonders. Didn't want to play in the military bowl. NC State UCLA. Now, from what I understand, I think that was the actual city. This stupid. I don't know. No, it was it was UCLA. Real? Was it? Because what Chip Kelly? Yeah. What, I didn't know. Was that a lie that was tweeted? Then I don't know. But uh, said that the 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 defensive line or something got decimated the day of or something, and like they all tested positive or some something. I don't know. Huh. Uh, then they also canceled the. Uh, how about Hawaii not telling middle t- or not telling Memphis for a long time, <laughs> and uh, the Barstool Bowl got canceled too. A lot of cancellations. It's a shit fest. But let's get to the bowl games we got going here. But before we do, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Tick Pick. Yes, college football's championship weekend is behind us, and bowl season. We're in the middle of that thing. But the FCS national championship, the college football four team invitational, all upon us. And college basketball. Remember to subscribe to the college basketball experience. How about that? A plug within a plug. But that's why 
you shouldn't exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter, because tick pick that's T I C K P I C K is the original no T no ticket, or I'm sorry, no fee ticket site. And the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets, whether it's college football, whether it's NFL, whether it's college basketball, whether it's concerts. I mean, I say this all the time, but I mean it, especially pre COVID. I used to go to a lot of games, a lot of concerts that like little service fee. That shit was brutal. It's like buying a third ticket. Uh, well, guess what? TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all their college football tickets. Don't believe it. If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit TickPick today at TickPick.com slash SGP. That's TickPick.com slash SGP. I also want to tell you, we're brought to you by WinBet. Yes, ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet's now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia. And they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from college football, college basketball, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA. And more, and WinBet has some awesome brand new bonuses. Bet five dollars to win four hundred in free bets. I mean, how great is that? You could win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in L.A. How about that? You bet twenty dollars on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet, uh, which is a feature they have, and earn a chance to win a once in a lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's fun house, two nights at win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a $5,000 travel credit. That, that's that's doing it right there, right? Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Ready to play? Well, sign up today to receive a special offer, a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to start winning today. All right, here we go, folks. Hopefully we don't have any more cancellations. Uh, we got, well, this is an interesting spot for the sec here because South Carolina taking on North Carolina. I was surprised to see Sam Howell say he's playing in this game. He's going to finish with his brothers nine and a half. The current line, North Carolina laying nine and a half against South Carolina in Charlotte, where these teams met a couple of years ago. And I think they meet week one. I think this next year or the year after, um, this is lock potential to me because I think North Carolina can move the ball and South Carolina can't South Carolina has got quarterback issues too. Do I, did I mention that South Carolina is starting Zeb Noland um, who was at Iowa state. Then he went to uh, North Dakota state struggled there. And now they're, they're forced to have their, he was, we went to South Carolina as a GA. And now he's going to be starting the game for them because Jason Brown, their starting quarterback transferred out. Once they found out Spencer, Spencer Rattler was coming in. Um, they're also without their, their running back uh, Zaquandre white. He's missing the game, preparing for the NFL draft. He opted out. Um, they have a great pass rush, but uh, is it going to be enough against Sam Howe and company? Nick, I, I'm all over North Carolina here. What are you doing? 
Well, I mean, you know, like both teams come in at six and six, but you know, South Carolina coming off the heels of a two and eight season a year ago, year one under head coach Shane Beamer. I think you look at this season as a success. You got to 500, you got to a bowl game, you get to, you know, face a rival from the state, you know, right north of you. Meanwhile, uh, UNC, I mean, they had what, like an over under of nine and a half or 10 or something. They were like a, people were talking double digit wins, uh, win the uh, ACC coastal, you know, maybe a, a dark horse for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so the belt, I'm sorry. It used to be called the belt bowl. The Mayo, the Duke's Mayo bowl is not where they wanted to land. Uh, so initial motivation definitely, you know, favors South Carolina. I do think they get a shot in the arm with Sam Howell deciding to play. That was a surprise, but you know, I'm going to take the points here and hopefully I'm not getting too cute, but I think uh, South Carolina is kind of trending upward and they're going to be pumped for this matchup. And I'm not sure if UNC is, I mean, how can you take this offense though? How can (laughs) you back? I I mean, this offense, I really would wonder, I wonder if there's a way to track. If I was to take out the East Eastern Illinois, has been horrible in the FCS for the past few years, right? They're one of the worst teams in the, in, I'm sorry, in the FCS. They're one of the worst teams. If you take out that gigantic performance against, uh, against Eastern Illinois, because South Carolina's offense is sitting there at a hundred and 16th, 116th. And th- you're, you're without, I mean, when they played Zeb Nolan, he's the guy who struggled the most. I, I think this is, I think you've got to take North Carolina here. Well, I think UNC should probably get to around 30 or so. So the question is, can South Carolina get to like, you know, in the twenties against the Yeah. Bad, bad offense, but UNC's defense was what, like 87th or something. So it's not like the UNC defense is good. If they can get the ground game going, they, they'll have a chance. What do you think, Patty? Uh, you know, I would have gone North Carolina originally, but the more I think about it, the more I think you're right that South Carolina is playing with a little more mojo right now and North Carolina for, you know, as up and down as they've been and and some tough games that they've really played in, they did just beat Wofford by 20 only recently. So I, I don't know how much better than Wofford, South Carolina is, but I'm going to say <laughs> at least 11 say. points better. Well, I think well, Wofford also, might be able to give them a game. Also, if you recall, Sam Howell did not play in that game. They, they, they sat him out because he was a little banged up and just, you know, wasn't needed. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I just think that, you know, South Carolina, it just feels like they're within 10 points. It feels like they're ready to make this a game. Really? I find you guys crazy for that take. I think that uh, like, I really like, I think if there's a bowl game that I like, there's like two or three that I like, but this is certainly one, one of the, the better Let's plays. I think you this could do. I'm not yeah. going to personally bet this, but I'm going to lean South Carolina. Look, I'm a Duke guy. Maybe it's just my hatred of UNC. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, look. That, I mean, could the SEC? Uh, you guys are. Are any of you guys calling for South Carolina to win out? Right. No. So then the SEC would move no. to what? Zero and no. six? Would that be? Zero and five. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's right. Zero and five. Yeah. Well, then you have this one happening in Nashville. Purdue. Yes, David Bell sitting out as well as their best defensive player. Um. But they're taking on Tennessee, and Tennessee's leading rusher is not playing. Um, so here we are. It's in Nashville, so it's going to be all Tennessee crowd once again favors the SEC there. But Tennessee's laying six against Purdue. I'm taking Purdue, and I'm taking Purdue on the money line. 
Purdue is 11 and four ATS in their last 15 games as a dog. And uh, I just think Purdue, I, to be honest with you, I think Purdue has been better than Tennessee all year. Give me Purdue. Nick, what are you doing here? Uh, uh, I'm actually on Tennessee. I've been impressed with Heupel and company in year one. I mean, you know, yeah, seven to five on the year. Look at their, their losses. You know, they had the out of conference loss to Pitt, which I think Joe Milton started that game. So kind of, you know, there's an excuse, throw that out the window. And then they, they dropped road games to Florida and Alabama and lost at home to Ole Miss and Georgia. That's pretty solid. Okay. So uh, Purdue is not any of those teams, I would say, but I would say uh, this Purdue has some nice wins. They beat Michigan state by 11. They, uh, they beat Iowa in Iowa city by 17. Um, they took down Oregon state. That's a bowl team. They, they have some nice wins on that resume. Well, I, I think Hendon Hooker's the uh, difference maker. I mean, 20, uh, 2,500 plus yards, 26 touchdowns to just three interceptions while also rushing for over 500 yards and five touchdowns. I expect a big game from hooker and really David bell. Uh, that's the key right there. He opened up that entire offense. Purdue basically goes absolutely without a running game. They are 127th in the country, only rushing for 83 yards per game. I think without bell, they can kind of key in on those other receivers who aren't ready to take that, you know, wide receiver one status. And uh, I think Tennessee wins by a touchdown here. I think, I think they're actually the better team. Uh, yeah. SEC gets their first win. I can see them getting their first win, but I don't know by a touchdown. All right. Um, I'm, I got Purdue winning this one. I, like, I think Purdue's the better team. Uh, Patty, see what are you doing here? Well, I want to say just as, as impressive as some of uh, Purdue's wins, probably more impressive are their losses against Notre Dame, Minnesota, who's nine and four now Wisconsin, eight and four and then Ohio state, you know, so those aren't exactly terrible losses there. They've been playing tough competition and they've been winning the games they're supposed to win. Uh, uh, Tennessee kind of the same deal. They're a good team in the second half of the season. For the most part, I think it's going to be a really competitive game. I think Nashville favors Tennessee. I think no David bell definitely finishes uh, favors Tennessee. So I don't know. It's really close. I just feel like maybe produce the play. All right. Well, this one, you guys got to make sense of this one for me. These are all kicking off tomorrow. Pitt, Michigan state, Michigan state's laying two and a half points. I don't understand this line because Pitt is missing Kenny Pickett. They're missing uh, their starting corner. They're starting wide out. They've all opted out. I'm drawing a blank on the corner's name right now. Damari Mathis. Yeah. Um, they all opted out. And yes, you have Kenneth Walker opted out, but that's a running back. That doesn't, yes, he's a beast, but I'm saying, I think Pitt is the team that you're just sitting there like, well, this, this is a bad look for Pitt. I think Michigan State's going to roll them. Give me, um, give me Michigan State. Uh, and another thing is Mark Whipple's gone. He's at Nebraska. He's not coaching in the bowl game. I am all over <laughs> Michigan State uh, minus two and a half. I think this is one of the best plays on the day, or on the whole the rest of the bowl schedule. Uh, what are you doing here, Patty C? I'm inclined to agree, and the more you talk about it, the more I agree. Uh, 
I mean, yeah, missing a Heisman caliber quarterback that's been your starter for the last 15 years, it's tough <laughs> to uh, adjust to that. And Michigan State has played in the Big Ten all year, a much obviously higher level of competition, and we've seen what they've been made of. So I think lock, lock city here. Michigan yeah, lock State. it up, Nick. What what am I missing here? What this line Triple smells lock. though, right? It smells right. Uh, well, I mean, look, I'm not gonna overthink it. I mean, yeah, Pitt was without uh, Pickett for a couple of games last year. In those two games, they they, you know, they struggled. They lost to Miami thirty-one to nineteen. They lost to Notre Dame forty-five to three. Pitt, I mean, uh, Pickett was the Pitt offense. Uh, so I don't see how you can you can go on that side with and so many Mark questions. Whipple. Mark Whipple was a huge <laughs> loss as well. So I I don't know how you bet on Pitt with a backup quarterback not knowing who's going to be calling the plays. So yeah, I'm all over Michigan State. Lock it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. There's our there's our lock. Let me uh, let me quickly uh, give us some type of music. That is a wild one, right? Because all the fucking players are sitting out, but take the Spartans minus the two and a half. All right, last game on the Thursday slate, Arizona State taking on Wisconsin in the Las Vegas Bowl. I I was joking around with Sean and Ryan saying if I had to bet on a game to get canceled, it would be this one because I just feel like I feel like Tempe. Everyone just has a, a bowl of COVID soup every day. Um, Arizona State's catching six in Vegas. They're used to to the desert, but. I'm going to take Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin's defense is going to shut them down. Give me the Badgers minus six in Vegas. Nick, what are you doing? I'm right there with you again. You know, nobody runs on Wisconsin. They're the the number one rush defense in the whole nation. And Arizona State is going to be without their their top two running backs. Uh, they're going to make the Sun Devils be one dimensional. And you know, look, Jane Daniels is a solid quarterback, you know, pro pro, uh, pro prospect. But I think if you force him to pass, I think he's uh, you know prone to some mistakes, maybe a couple interceptions, maybe a pick six. Wisconsin likes those, so uh, yeah, I think the Badgers can win this by ten or so. Uh, yeah, give me the Badgers, Patty C. Yeah, I gotta go with you guys. When you look at Arizona State schedule, not really that impressive. Their wins. Southern Utah, UNLV, Colorado, UCLA was pretty good, but Stanford, uh, USC, Washington, and Arizona. There's there's no meat on that schedule. They haven't proven anything yet. Wisconsin, much tougher schedule. I think this is a pretty easy play. Go Badgers. Yeah, uh, and and I wonder if this matters any. I mean, will this be an Arizona State crowd? Because I'll say this: um, Arizona State is undefeated in Arizona playing the big 10, which they play them a lot. It's actually been like the thorn for the big, <laughs> the big 10 is uh, that the, uh, they have a unbelievable record in the desert. Now, will that matter going to Vegas? I think Wisconsin travels. Well, uh, I, I would expect that to be you know pr- pretty close to a 50, 50 split there in the stadium. Yeah. Look, Arizona state cool. is one at home by an average of 23 and a half points over big 10 opponents over the past few decades. Um, and then, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that stat is even relevant because you're not in Tempe, but yeah, playing um, in the desert outside versus playing in a dome. It doesn't matter where the dome is, you know, but yeah. play, Tempe is a, a dis and a huge advantage for them. They yeah. don't have that. 
Um, all right. Well, look, let's get to uh, Friday's action. But before I do, I do want to tell you that the college football experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. NFL playoffs are around the corner, and PropSwap has the best odds on Super Bowl futures. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high? Well, submit a bid for a price that you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other betters just like yourself. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale, and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, parlays. Last week, Scott from Virginia. Shout out to Scott from Virginia. He uh, purchased a Green Bay Packers Super Bowl ticket at odds of six to one when sports books are only offering uh four to one. Um, if you're not using PropSwap, then you're just missing out. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. I also want to tell you we're brought to you by better fantasy. Better fantasy is, is a new free to play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league. So you can bet on the matchups. How great is that? One of the reasons why we love it here is they offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in some prop bets on better fantasy. Plus they just added a cool bonus. If you can get your entire fantasy football league to join the join props up, they'll give you a league gift card of $150 to get a sick ass trophy from trophysmack.com. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash S G P N that's better fantasy B E T T O R fantasy.com slash S G P N. Guys, we got a couple of couple of mulligans here going on Friday morning. Rutgers, they were just chilling at home, <laughs> you know, just sitting there enjoying enjoying Christmas break, getting fat as shit probably. And all of a sudden, the phone rings and says, "We need you in a bowl game because Texas A&M is bowing out." Uh, Rutgers now headed to the Gator Bowl to take on Wake Forest. They're catching fifteen points. And for some reason, for some stupid reason, <laughs> I'm going to take Rutgers plus 15, even though they have that horrible offense and they've been sitting on their fat ass for a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to take Rutgers plus the 15 because wake just plays close games. All right. That's my logic. That's my analysis. Nick, what are you doing here? I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to go wake. You know, I think especially with the line being placed at 15, you know, they're, they're trying to get people to bet on Rutgers. And the fact that they had no offense whatsoever. The last game they played, they got blown out by Maryland. Uh, let me see if I can pull up that score here quickly. Uh, but obviously, they did not look good. I mean, they only averaged 20 points a game. Meanwhile, Wake averages 40 points a game. They the last two games they got beat by Maryland 40 to 16, and Penn State beat them 28 to nothing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go wake here. We know they have a solid offense. Obviously their defense isn't great here, but especially with Rutgers, not really practicing at all. <laughs> that's my I angle mean, though. That's my angle is the last two weeks were tough. They went home, they got shit housed. They ate some, some <laughs> ham, some tamales. And then they said, Oh, we'll play a game of football. Yeah, I, I think the demon Deacons roll in here pretty sharp and pretty crisp on offense here. And uh, I think it's a blowout. Patty C what are you doing here? I got to agree with Nick. Two and seven in their last nine is Rutgers, and uh, those two wins came against Illinois and Indiana. So they got throttled in most of their other losses. Um, granted, Wake isn't quite as good as some of the teams they played, but Wake is still more than fifteen points better than them. That's still an explosive offense, and Sam Hartman is playing. So yeah, I got to go Wake here. <laughs> 
All right. Well, the other game happening at this cool ass stadium down in El Paso, the Sun Bowl. This uh, Central Michigan was headed to the Arizona Bowl, part of Barstool Sports's bo- uh, bowl, and uh, Boise State canceled. So they uh, they turned that old bus around and went down to El Paso, Texas, to take on Wazoo because Wazoo was going to take on the Miami Hurricanes, and they they being the cowardly acts that they are. I'm joking. They just couldn't play apparently, but I'm going to go ahead and say they're cowards. Um, look, uh, Washington state's laying seven against central Michigan guys. I've had this thing called fade the Mac and it's been treating me great. This is a lock. <laughs> Give me Jaden Delora and Washington state to smack central Michigan in the face. Uh, I'm laying the seven. This is one of the better locks. I feel like the better bets uh, on the day. Give me uh give me the Cougs. Patty. See what are you doing here? I'll jump on that lock with you. Yeah, Washington State's been playing way better than anyone thought they would uh, after um, Deloria took over. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty easy play. uh, Nick, what are you doing here? Triple lock it, boys. Oh, man. So, you just got music. You're going to throw me some. There we go. There is the music. Take the Washington State Cougars minus seven in the Sun Bowl. Yeah, Chippewas had a nice season, especially in the MAC, winning the last four games. Congrats! You're not playing a MAC opponent anymore. Out of conference, uh, well, they lost to a, pr- a pretty shitty Missouri team. We've already mentioned them by ten. They lost to LSU by twenty-eight, and they only beat Florida International, like a, a bad Florida International team. They went, I think, two and ten on the year, thirty-one twenty-seven. One and eleven, I think. Yeah, one eleven, even yeah, worse. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think uh, just the uh, the Pac twelve op- opponent in Wazoo is just clearly a notch above the MAC, and I think they'll win by by double digits, if not more. I mean, what? I mean, I, <laughs> yes, by double digits. Let's, <laughs> let me stop there. Triple digits? <laughs> not not much. You're calling, you're calling for the old uh, Georgia Tech against Tech Cumberland? Cumberland? Yeah. <laughs> Um. All right. Well, the invitational games are up next, but before I do, I'm going to hop over and, and and jump into some of these other games. We'll save the invitational games for the last yeah. part of this. Arkansas on Saturday morning taking on Penn State in the Outback Classic. Who's going to get a blooming onion dumped on their fucking face? Now, uh, Razorbacks are two and a half point favorites. I think the wrong team's favorite. I understand Penn State lost their defensive coordinators. But I, I trust James Franklin. Give me Penn State plus two and a half in what is this? Tampa? Tampa, that's where the home of the Outback. Uh, what are you doing here, Nick? I'm gonna disagree with you. I think Arkansas is a better team, actually. Uh, I think Sam Pittman, the Pittmaster, is gonna roast something up here. Uh, you know, I like their offense. Uh, and uh, I think they have enough defense to, you know, give Clifford some fits here. I think Arkansas is the better team. I think they should be favored. And I think they'll win a close one. Really? Because when you look at Penn State's losses, three point loss at Iowa with a backup quarterback, right? In a game they had the lead for most of. Yeah. Uh, a six overtime loss to Illinois. Now, that was bad, but it was a crazy game. Nine. Yeah, whatever it was. Uh, then they played Ohio State close. Only lost by nine on the road. That was even closer than the score indicated because that defensive tackle took one to the house late. And then they were beating Michigan with like three minutes left. They, they lose 21 17 to Michigan and they lose 30 to 27 against Michigan State in a snow fest. It, they've had a, that's a crazy schedule. That is a fucking crazy schedule. That is a harder schedule 
than I think everyone in the nation, maybe. Um, well, Texas, well, Arkansas had a pretty tough schedule too. Well, you know, uh, they, that's about just, a decent, a decent resume. How about, you know, beating Texas by 19, beating Texas A&M by 10, uh, beating LSU, beating Missouri, only losing at Alabama by seven. Hey, hey, uh, hey, you know, hey, 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 look on paper coming into the year. That looked great. Texas was <laughs> a five and seven football team, Texas A&M. <laughs> That they, these boys got lucky that they even got those eight wins or whatever it was, nine wins, whatever, whatever, eight and four. Um, Be- beating Mississippi State, only losing to Ole Miss by one in a crazy that's game. A, that's a good loss. But listen, common opponent, we have one here, guys. Penn State beats Auburn by eight. Auburn beats Miss uh, Arkansas by what? Fifteen. Auburn beats Arkansas by fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. So I you're think right. I think Penn State, based on that one data point, you got to give that one to Penn State. Overall, what's the spread on this one again? Arkansas minus two and a half right now. Oh, give me Penn State on the money line all day. Yeah, I'm with you. Can't wait. I mean, Sam Pittman's my guy, fucking pulled pork king of uh, Arkansas over there. But get up for Patty C. Yeah, lock it up. Wow, lock, lock worthy. This game's a toss up, man. <laughs> nah, Penn State's just been getting dogged. But you you might be right. You might be right. Just because they haven't been winning the games, they've been losing a lot. Uh, look, in, in Penn State's last five games, the only teams they've beat were Rutgers and Maryland. Okay. Yeah, but their last five games, that's that's the harder schedule than. When's anyone. the last time Penn State beat a decent team? Was it Auburn? Was it that Auburn game in like week three? And Wisconsin. Yeah. In week one, I'm saying, well, <laughs> look, dude, I mean, look, those other games, you can make a, a decent case. Like at Iowa is one of the hardest places to play in the country at Ohio state is at Ohio state uh, at, at home against Michigan. They had a lead with three minutes left. And then the Michigan state game was in the, in the fucking blizzard. <laughs> so you're telling me Penn state is seven and five and four of those wins are Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana, Villanova. Well, and in the fifth ball state, I mean, those are five not very impressive victory. Well, how about this buddy? How about that? about a team that maybe shouldn't be bowling? Get the hell out of here. Don't you say that? Look at their losses. Look at their losses. They lost to Look a 10 win. Tell me who they beat. I don't care who they lost to tell me who they beat. They beat Wisconsin in they, yeah, okay, on the so road, on the road, the, within the first two or w- within the first three weeks of the season, they knocked off Wisconsin and Auburn. They beat nice seven win. and six Maryland. October on, they have not beaten a decent team. A Maryland Who has Arkansas beat? Yeah. Arkansas beat A and M. That was a good win. Okay. Uh, and then but that what? was in September. Mississippi State. This <laughs> just got rolled by twenty seven <laughs> points against Texas. Missouri, LSU, other bowl teams. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna say, Nick. Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, and Iowa. First off, three or four of those on the road, all double digit win teams. Those are their losses. And Michigan State and Iowa, they're not that great. At Iowa City, like I said, bring on Georgia. Let's bring Georgia to Iowa City. They would lose. <laughs> I've still, been saying it all year. <laughs> and I look, after watching well, that Alabama easy, game, I feel it's, damn it's, good about Stetson Bennett. It's it's easy to say that when you know it'll never happen. Okay. Okay, yeah, well, that wouldn't well happen. Yeah, but you I know, say, when I say it wouldn't happen. I mean, that was the game's not going to happen. So, you know, sure. Uh, you know, Santa Claus might, you know, play, you know, be a pretty good quarterback, too. <laughs> okay. Well, look, all I know is this name me the last top 10 teams that came into Iowa City that won. I don't know. Yeah. You got to go, you got to dig deep. 
You got to dig deep, buddy. All I right. do not have that information at my fingertips. All right, Oklahoma <laughs> State is taking on Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Notre Dame's laying two and a half points. They don't have Kyron Williams. They don't have Kyle Hamilton. For that reason alone, give me the Cowboys of Oklahoma State plus two and a half. I don't have a good feel in this one because I think the players do want to show up for Marcus Freeman. I just think Oklahoma State's the better team, though. I think Notre Dame's schedule was kind of soft. I think Oklahoma State's more battle tested. I'm going to take the Cowboys uh, plus two and a half, sprinkle some on the money line. Patty C, what are you doing here? I disagree. I disagree that Oklahoma State's the better team. I think Notre Dame is the better team even without those players. And I think Jack Cohn is ready for this game. He's trying to open some pro eyeballs. He's going to play a good one. And uh, Notre Dame covers. Well, what's Notre Dame's best win? Let me take a that, look that's at That's my point. They haven't played anybody. Oklahoma- Their only loss is to uh, an undefeated team. Okay. The only what is their best that- win? Well, let me get over to that. They beat Toledo. They beat UVA. <laughs> <laughs> they beat UNC. UVA without Brandon Armstrong, too. Uh, meanwhile, Oklahoma- they, beat, they beat Wisconsin. They've given up 23 points in their last four games. They're well, playing it, lights out. It defense. doesn't matter if they're not playing anyone good. Oklahoma State has beaten Oklahoma. They've beaten Baylor. They've beaten Kansas State. They've beaten Boise State. Good teams. These are good teams. How about Wisconsin by 28? So you got one oh, win. You got one good win. UNC. That's not a good Purdue. win. <laughs> Purdue's good. Okay. <laughs> Two. I'll give you one and a half good wins. All right. Um, I'm on Oklahoma State. You got you. You're, you're good game. Nick, what are you doing here? If there was one game this bowl season where I did not have a read, it's this game. Uh, originally, I, I took Notre Dame, but I think I'm gonna go ahead and switch it to Oklahoma State. You know, I'm mean, granted two and a half points is nothing really. It's basically a pick them, but. Why not take a little bit of points here? Give me the Cowboys. Uh, I, I guess Oklahoma State. You know, it's, it's, it should be a fun bowl game. It should be pretty competitive. You know, so but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I do not have a good read on this game, but I guess give me Oklahoma State. There we. I mean, oh, what's that? Does does uh, does Gundy get him up after coming an inch short of a playoff berth? You know, or is this disappointment city for them? Meanwhile. Like we said, Notre Dame playing up for Freeman. You got to give the coaching edge at this point to Gundy over Freeman, probably. So I don't know. I think the fact that they see Notre Dame next to them, you know, I think that's a big reason to get up for a game. That, that's true. Meanwhile, Notre Dame might not feel the same playing Oklahoma State. Very true. And I want to say, uh, Notre Dame. First off, they're winless in 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 uh, New Year's Six Bowls. They're they're also I mean I want to say since like 1996 or something they they've been so bad in these bowl games that I feel like if they're if they're top 25 opponent or something there's some unbelievable stat that they they haven't won a game against the top I don't know I, I read it on Twitter I just don't have it in front of me so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about but I'm on the Oklahoma State How about them Cowboys yeah! <laughs> Um the citrus bowl guys nothing like a piece of citrus all right some citrus fruit. Some uh, some citrus. Uh, what is it? Cit- absolute citron. Uh, K- Kentucky is taking on the Iowa Hawkeyes. This is a lock because Iowa's offense is dog shit, especially away from Iowa City. Give me Kentucky minus two and a half or three shop around in the Citrus Bowl against Iowa. They're gonna get it done. Will Levis will get the win for the Wildcats. Patty, see what are you doing here? 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you. Um, I don't know that uh, Kentucky has a ton of impressive wins on their resume. In fact, I can't find a single truly impressive one on their resume. <laughs> Cakewalk City, and I think Iowa obviously had a much tougher slate. They're the better team. Iowa on the money line. Wait, Kentucky really doesn't have a win against a team with a winning record. LSU, they're six and six. Oh, South Carolina six and six. Missouri six and six. Six and seven. Missouri is. Florida, <laughs> Florida right. six You're and right. seven. Tennessee. Louisville no. six and seven oh. now. <laughs> yeah, they haven't. They don't have. They haven't beaten one team. That's what I mean. This mm. is the the bullshit of the SEC East. Um, yeah. I'm still taking Kentucky. Yeah, how do you get to nine and three and have zero wins against a team above 500? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, you know, I was on Kentucky too. I, I'm starting to second guess this. Uh, I mean, I would. I just got done telling you I was kind of phony at their ten and three record. But no, but I was beating some good Kentucky's teams though. Phony as well. <laughs> but I, I would beat. They, they they have they beat Penn State. They have a, a, a winning record. They beat uh, yeah. Iowa State. They beat Kent what, State. What, so why'd you take Kentucky? I am taking Kentucky. <laughs> I uh, am too. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't know yeah, why. I'm, I don't know why. Like, Just give me Kentucky. Get me out of this. Definitely game. not. Definitely not Lockwood. I'm either. locking it, baby. <laughs> you're, you're wild. You're crazy. Uh, uh, much more explosive uh, offense at Kentucky. That's for sure. Yeah and, yeah, and and I do think they have a solid defense also. And that Iowa offense is rough, man. You know, Spencer Petras, nine touchdowns and six interceptions. Come on. <laughs> give me Kentucky. <laughs> That's like a Pro Bowl quarterback in like 1957. That's less than one <laughs> passing touchdown a game. That's bad. That's come on, man. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's really. Yeah, that, that's really bad. Let's before I get to the Rose Bowl, let me get you there. Uh, the college football experience is brought to you by So Bet. So when did sports betting become so rigid, NC Nick? All right, it's it's rigid. All right, sports betting. <laughs> It's, it is rigid. <laughs> Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. So bet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. So bet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create yourself an account. They got this fully functioning uh, free web application. You can also access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. Look, I, I really think this thing is pretty cool. No, and look, you, you you basically can just send your friends friendly wagers. Like, okay, uh, maybe uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. Matt Corral is going to rush river. You can create the bet yourself. I guarantee you he'll better he'll run over a hundred yards. You send it to your buddy. Now, no money is transacted on the app, but you, if your buddy's not a scumbag, he should be able to uh, pay you that money. Uh, anyway, let's get back to the roots of betting with so bet. Go to so bet.io slash SGPN. That's so bet.io slash SGPN to join the betting revolution. Uh, also want to tell you brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, it's live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, we got three more games then we'll go to the Invitational. So technically five more games. Utah taking on Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. Now this line has dropped a lot because Ohio State has a ton of opt-outs. Utah's never played in a Rose Bowl. And Kyle Whittingham is 14 and two. Is it in bowl games? Wow. Wow. Um, Ohio state laying four and a half. Nick, what are you doing here? 
So I heard about Garrett Wilson and Olave, but you know, you know there's the Buckeye starting wide receivers, but the Buckeyes have so many receivers. I don't think they're going to miss them that much. Yeah. Especially with, you know, Smith and the Jeeba still playing. I'm still on Ohio state here. I think they just have too much offensive firepower. Uh, it's an interesting matchup. I'll give you that. It should be a fun one to watch here, but I think the Buckeyes second half, they pull away a little bit and maybe win by 10 or so. I'm with you. I'm going to take Ohio state there, but I, I will say this Kyle Whittingham, by the way, it's 11 and three in bowl games, but he's got some great wins against some decent competition. Um, something to watch. I mean, they beat, he beat Saban at Alabama in the sugar bowl, kind of whooped their ass too. Um, Patty Z, what are you doing here? Man, this is tough. I was leaning uh, Utah, expecting a bigger spread here, but um, Ohio State never, never really shits the bed and bowls. They they always come prepared. They take it seriously. They do a great job getting ready. So I think they win by more. It's four and a half. Is that what you guys are saying? Yeah, yeah. I got to go Buckeyes here, but I expect Utah to make it a pretty good game. I just think maybe Ohio State by like six, seven. Yeah, I think Ohio State gets it done. Baylor's taking on Old Miss in the Sugar Bowl at one of these filthy fucking domes. Um, I don't know why this game bores the hell out of me, but <laughs> it does. And it's number seven against number eight, allegedly. Um, Baylor's had quarterback issues down the stretch. Now they got that Big 12 championship. Great win for Dave Aranda. Where Matt Corral, he says, Hey, I'm I'm representing, I'm gonna play with my boys. I'm gonna finish strong. Ole Miss is laying one and a half. And for that reason alone, give me Ole Miss. Patty C, what are you doing? What do you think I'm doing, Colby? Where where is this, this flag, flag plan? Yeah. <laughs> year long. Where are oh, you like, really at right now? Are you at a bomb? Sh- are you at uh, what was the guy's name in Waco? Are you at his house? <laughs> at David Koresh's yeah, house. Yeah. At the French Davidian <laughs> compound. And I'm going for it. That's what I've told you. That's what they should name the the stadium, the compound. Okay. Uh, like at that. the compound. Well, they're not going to be playing there. They're going to be down in the Sugar Bowl, but still, Baylor gets it done. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, Nick, what are you doing here? Uh, yeah. I mean, the spreads only what one and a half. I mean, you have to think most people, especially with the Matt Corral news are going to be all over Ole Miss. I think Baylor's the quietest 11 and two ever. You were a hater, Nick, big 12, big 12, Nick, <laughs> big 12, Nick here's about to pick the Baylor bears. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the, the, the team that's going to grind it out. I'm going to go with like the, you know, the ugly team. Ole Miss is pretty with their offense and their superstar quarterback and everything. I think the public's going to be all over Ole Miss. I'm going to go with Baylor. Baylor and their running game is going to be the difference here. Baylor wins. Give me the Bears. Let me ask you this Who's, Who had the tougher grind? What was the better conference this year, Big 12 or SEC? Obviously, the top. Well, Big, which is who? Big 12, every team went bowling except what, Kansas, Texas, and TCU? Yeah. Well, SEC, every team went bowling with the exception of Vanderbilt, but that's misleading because of the eight game schedule. Did every team but Vanderbilt? Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's an that advantage. That's why the they, the other three conferences, unfortunately, it's not good for the sport, but I'm saying they should no. go to eight games. Um, and, and stupid SEC fans are like, all of our teams but Vanderbilt are bowling. We're by far the best conference. Yeah. Meanwhile, South Carolina had no business making a bowl. Missouri had no business making a bowl. I think you probably you could you could probably say the same for LSU or Auburn. At at least those first two, if not more. Um, 
Missouri, Missouri losing to Boston College by ten without with Jerkovic. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. St- I guess I'll go Ole Miss. I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about this game. Um, Tuesday, January fourth. I love how late this is. They're like the whole season's over. The whole season's <laughs> over. Let's give you six and six LSU without their coaches and without their whole team. Their cornerback Eli Ricks is at Alabama. Max Johnson's at Texas A and M. Um, uh, a few of other transfers. This is a shit fest. And then you have Kansas State laying three and a half. Skylar Thompson final game in, in a Wildcat uniform. For that reason alone, I'm taking K State. I don't have a good feeling about this. I'm taking K State because I think they want to be here. Patty, I don't know, man. Uh, I think LSU is the more talent, obviously the far more talented team. They probably don't want to be there as much. It's in Houston too, which will be an L. That's not far from LSU. That's LSU's favorite slightly. Uh, look, I gotta go Tigers here. Can, can we talk <laughs> about? Can we talk? This about- is the most pointless <laughs> game ever. Every other bowls they end Saturday, and I guess they give Sunday and Monday to the NFL. Then we have this random game <laughs> at Tuesday at nine o'clock Eastern time. I love it. What's the point of this game? Yeah. Oh my god! I give me Kansas State here. I don't know. I'm not watching this. Hey, I mean, but, but can we talk about this? Look, LSU is playing closer to their. I mean, that's not that far. I made that trip before from Baton Rouge right. to Houston. Um, Ole Miss is playing in what? New Orleans. Baylor's pretty close to New Orleans too, but Mississippi's closer. You're I'm right. just saying. I feel like every single SEC team is playing closer to their to the bowl team. Within surprised. the SEC footprint, you know, yeah, yeah, which Sounds is pretty surprised. big. That's the ESPN is behind the bowl season. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Give me K State. That game's hilarious. Um, and and let's get to it, guys. This is it. The Invitational, Cincinnati against Alabama in the Cotton Bowl. Alabama's laying thirteen and a half. I think it's too many points. I think it's too many points. Alabama wins. Cincinnati covers. Cincinnati shows up to play for one game. Look, we know this. Teams with good defensive backs have made Alabama struggle. They have not. Uh, they just simply leave them on an island, and they've been they've had success doing that. Um, I forget what was it. It was LSU. The way LSU played them, they they come up there, they play physical with their wide receivers, and they've had a problem. Another thing is Alabama was a little bit banged up at, at the wide receiver spot. I know they probably a got a little sp- bit. Yeah, John Mechie is not playing. That's yeah. A, that's a huge thing if you ask me. Especially against a Cincinnati defense that's second best in the country against the pass, and Alabama surprisingly it was not a very good running team this year. Uh, they were 80th. They only averaged four yards per carry. That Bama offensive line was just not doing it, especially versus the run. But also, they gave up way too many sacks this year. Uh, so I'm with you. I think it's too many points. I think the, the, the line is a bit of an overreaction just due to that sec championship game. It's not factoring in the, the, the three or four weeks before that, where Bama didn't look that dominant. Yeah. So do you yeah, worry th- though, that Desmond Ritter's a little bit like Stetson Bennett, he's better than Stetson Bennett. <laughs> he threw some ball. I think it was that Tulsa game. I was watching where I was like, cause I was like, you know, if he gets, if they get their shot in the playoffs, he's got to be able to complete these now. Well, dude, they're playing Alabama. So obviously I'm worried that Alabama could just steamroll them. <laughs> okay. But, and especially Alabama's 
the one thing they're they're doing really good this year, they are stopping the run. And you stop Cincinnati's running game, then I do get worried if uh Ritter can beat you through the air. Uh I I, I still think he's better than Bennett, especially because he has wheels as well. He can beat you on the ground. Yeah, I think it's better it's too, too many points. I think Alabama wins, but I do think it's too many points. I think it's a little bit of an overreaction because Bama looks so good in that SEC championship game. But really, I, I do think the loss of John Mechie hurts big time because I think Cincinnati and their very good secondary can cover Jamison Williams, roll the coverage his way, limit the big plays, and if if you do that, then Bama's offense is just you know run of the mill and. I think this is going to be a one-score game in the fourth quarter. One-score game in the Cincinnati, fourth quarter. They have a very old, experienced team. They've been waiting for this chance for a couple of years. They're going to be primed. Yeah. Patty sees the Cincinnati guy. Bring him in. He's taking Bama. Knowing him, he's taking Bama. <laughs> Fuck no, I'm not taking Alabama. Look, Cincinnati Bearcats are going to get this done. I would say money line, but I, I don't want to jinx it. I just think they're going to play a close game here. And you know who the, who's going to be the difference in this game? Uh, Jerome Ford, Alabama transfer reminds me of Sony Michelle, 5'11, 220 is Ford. Michelle was 5'11, 216. And when you think back to uh, Georgia versus Alabama before, Michelle was big, but he had the speed. He had sprinter speed just like Ford does. And when they were running him, they were getting off on Bama when they tried to uh, bang with Bama with uh, uh, Gurley or uh, I forget. I think it was Gurley um, or maybe uh, no, it was Nick Chubb. He got stuffed. But if you got a guy who can hit the hole as fast as Jerome Ford can, then he's going to get yards and stress that Alabama defense open things up for Desmond Ritter. And I think the offense will do all right, you know, and I think they'll stay in this game and they'll be in it late. And that's all I could say. The one other thing that could be concerning is the Cincinnati kicking game. They've they've only made seven of seventeen field goals all year. <laughs> they've Jeez. had three different three different kickers come in, uh, and all three of them are 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 fifty percent or below as far as accuracy. Uh, th- so I think that affects a money line play, but I don't think it affects the the cover. Is Bill so Adazio do- the special teams coach there? Bill Adazio, <laughs> Steve Adazio's brother. Right. Right. <laughs> But uh, look, you're playing Alabama. There's always a chance that you know they just replicate their performance against Georgia. But that was the best Bama squad we've seen all year. Other than that game, Bama was not dominant this season. They had a seven-point win over Arkansas, a six-point win over LSU, where LSU had every chance to win that game. Yeah. And then they had the overtime game against Auburn down the stretch where again, Auburn had every chance to win that game. Does it concern you though, that Nick Saban normally in season openers, when he's got a month to prepare in bowl games, he's normally money and his teams are normally money in both. Of course it concerns me. It's all freaking Bama. They could, they could win this game 40 to 10. Remember the game against Michigan state, like five or six years ago, Yeah, Michigan state came in like 11 and one. And I was like, oh man, this could be a tight game. They just whipped <laughs> Michigan so State had like 13 of yards of offense. Yeah. yeah. Or or the game against Notre Dame. Or they're both games two of them now. Notre yeah, I was gonna say yeah. there's two of them against Notre Dame now. Uh, the Midwest doesn't have a good track record against <laughs> Alabama <laughs> in the in the in the college football playoffs. But with all that said, come on, man. We you gotta go to Cincinnati here. Give me the points. I'm not gonna go crazy and say money line here. But I think the game is going to be closer than than thirteen and a half. 
All right, Patty C, you're taking the 13 and a half too. Absolutely. I'm tempted to money line it, but we'll let we'll let the Bearcats decide if they're a team of destiny. All right, well then we got the Orange Bowl Friday afternoon. Uh the Cincinnati Bama game is at noon. I'm actually thrilled that that time is at noon because a couple of years ago they were trying this at like <laughs> The ball is dropping, and you're trying to and you're trying to watch bowl games, which I was doing. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like you live on the East Coast, like I'm gonna have to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so th- this game is gonna be. A, they say 7:30 kick, I, or I yeah. bet you it starts more like 7:50, which means it's gonna be pretty damn close to like 11:30 or so p.m. It's gonna be close to the ball dropping, but anyway, sorry, go ahead. Um, no, I, I yeah, this game Georgia at. Or not at in Miami. At least it's in, not one of those filthy domes. Although they've kind of made that stadium like a half dome. I feel like um, Georgia, Michigan, going on in the Orange Bowl. Michigan's catching eight. And believe it or not, guys, I am all over the eight, and I am sprinkling the money line. I don't buy into Georgia, and we've made the point when we just brought up Kentucky's schedule. I think the SEC East made Georgia look better than what they are. Is Georgia good? Yes. I'm not trying to take. I'm not trying to say they're dog shit. I'm just saying I didn't buy in. To I think they're they're flawed. They're fl- they're they're more flawed than a lot of other teams. I feel like that we saw in the top five. Um, I think it's going to cost them again here. I think Michigan's got the better quarterback. I think Michigan also will be able to take shots. I think Georgia's secondary is a bit of a question mark. I think Michigan can have more success against Georgia second. And remember uh, Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker uh, was the defensive coordinator at Georgia a couple of years ago, right? Well, Michigan had success. They severely outgained Michigan state. They had success throwing the ball. Georgia still runs a pretty similar defense. The, the same system uh, as what they had with Mel Tucker because Kirby smarts, their head coach. I'm on Michigan plus the eight and I'm on the money line here. Give me Michigan. Ooh, locking it up. I am with you. Yes, I'm locking it up. Are you, or is that, or were you asking well, me? I was asking, but I will tell you, I am locking it up as well. And I will take that money line play as well because Ooh. all the reasons you just listed. And look, Michigan, they are able to run the football. And look, they were, they were able to do it. Hassan Haskins, five touchdowns against Ohio State. Obviously, Georgia, a little more stout up front, but still. You know, Ohio State not a pushover exactly, and Michigan made them look like that. So I think Michigan will get theirs, and I, I wonder about Georgia's offense. I think eight points is ridiculous, and I think uh, Michigan is the easy play. Lock it up and sprinkle some on that money line. I think I think the real story here is uh, the the defensive ends. I think putting pressure on Stetson Bennett is a formula to lose. And I think Michigan, they have two great guys on the outside that can get after it, you know, with Hutchison and uh, what I, I, David Ojabo. Yeah. And those two, two guys can get after it. And I think that is the reason why Michigan will win this game is if you can stop the Georgia run game, well, Georgia's run game hasn't even been that great this year, but it makes Stetson Bennett have to beat you. And you got a secondary that is really good, which Michigan does. I think, I think you're going to win by that just by that alone right there, I think is a huge advantage in this game. Give me Michigan. Nick, what are you doing here? I'm going to disagree with you guys. Uh, I don't love this play here, but I think Georgia matches up nicely with Michigan. 
Uh, Cade McNamara, he had a fine season. I mean, you know, Harbaugh finally got some decent quarterback play, but he is not Bryce Young. And the very young and inexperienced pass catchers for the Wolverines are not the guys that Alabama have uh, that that they have. Uh, so overall, I think uh, Georgia's going to be, you know, in their their second best run defense in the country. They're going to be able to stop the Michigan running game. And I think that's a recipe for disaster because I don't know if Michigan can beat them through the air. Uh, now, I agree with everything that you're saying, um, but I'll say Georgia is you know fourth best in the country in sacks allowed. So uh, their offensive line you don't need to allow to somewhat, it. They just got to put pressure on Stetson be able Bennett. To somewhat neutralize that pass rush, and I think you know their running back combo with with James Cook and Zamir White. I think they will have success running the football. They'll have more success running the football than Michigan will. And I think that'll be the difference. Uh, it's, it's very, you know, wor- worrisome to lay seven and a half, eight points though, because I do think it's kind of a lower scoring game. Uh, but I, I think, you know, they got a, a nice big old fat slice of humble pie well, in the sec championship. C- can I, also- I, I think they're going to hold on, hold on. Yeah. I think they're going to come out fired up. I think this is Michigan's first time in the big dance in the final four in the college football playoffs. Maybe they're just happy to be here. Meanwhile, Georgia, with that loss, they're extra hungry to get another crack at Alabama. I don't like laying this many points here, but I think maybe a late turnover, maybe a pick six, maybe something gives Georgia like a ten point win. I'm gonna go dogs. Georgia's got the better defense statistically. I don't know that it's the better defense. I think sure. when you play the eight game conference schedule and you throw in an FCS, Michigan didn't play an FCS. I think Michigan playing Ohio state, you, when you play in that, that conference or that side of the division where you have Ohio state, uh, Michigan state and Penn state's offenses, shit, Michigan, well, Michigan was helped with snow against Ohio state. And don't tell me this Penn state offense is that great. I mean, it's better than Kentucky's and the Michigan state <laughs> offense put up 37 on Michigan. Okay. Uh, can I remind you that Kenneth Walker the third ran for 200 yards and five touchdowns against Michigan? Yes. Can I can I remind you that Michigan outgained them by like 200 yards? Michigan should have won that game. <laughs> I agree. Uh, it, but Michigan State is even that good. They don't have that dynamic all, of an offense. No, they have good so receivers. They have good receivers and a good quarterback. Oh, okay. Yes. What? Their receivers are good. Michigan State's got really good receivers. Uh, uh, really good receivers. I don't know about that. But, uh, dude, who in the SEC? Who in the what's the pro what's the good offense that they played uh, besides what what Tennessee with Hendon Hooker Tennessee okay Tennessee. that's one I, I I think Ohio State's offense is a little bit better than Tennessee's buddy oh, of course I agree Michigan's got the actual better defense I think that stats a lie hmm. then okay. Georgia I do I disagree with that I think Michigan's got a very good defense I think Georgia's defense is outstanding pros all over the place but I think the de- uh, the difference is the offense is. I mean, but here's the, here's the little hidden thing that we have to consider. Neither of these teams has a very hard regular season. I would say Michigan's is clearly a little harder, but Georgia didn't play anyone. I don't even know who Georgia. That, that's best why I'm be. saying there that, 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 that Michigan's defense is actually better. It is it, like they've played better offenses. Now it's only at number 11. Georgia's at number two. You're telling me there's that big of a gap. Between those two, I don't think so. I think the fact is Georgia played. Now Georgia's defense is still really good. They just played a bunch of shitty offenses. 
Yeah. I mean, they never gave up more than 17 for the entire regular season and then boom, get 41 dropped on them when they play a pretty good offense. But the Michigan offense is not, is not Alabama's offense. Okay. McNamara is not Bryce young. There's no Jamison Williams. There's no John Mechie. I worry about the Michigan, the Michigan receivers. They're all young guys. They're all no names. Like Colby, can you name a receiver for Michigan? It's like, I Cornelius mean, they, they, Johnson, they, buddy. <laughs> well, he's their leading receiver. He only has like 40 catches for like 500 yards or something. They didn't My need is that, that the reverse. Do what? Who is number three? I forget uh, that receiver from Michigan. He's pretty quick. I've seen him make some plays, but I don't know a name. So to your point stands, <laughs> you sound like an old guy. Who, yeah. Who's that number? Number three. <laughs> that guy's pretty quick. <laughs> I've seen him make some plays. I can't. I can't get his name right now. But uh, I think it's uh, Mercury Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's oh, Anthony yeah. Carter. Right. Amani Toomer. Yeah. Um, no. I, I. I just feel like though that the 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 better uh, you you are right. Michigan's offense is not as good as Alabama's, but I think Michigan's defense is w- well. That's a fact. It's way better than Alabama's. Yeah. Way better. Uh, so I, I think Michigan might have the better defense here. When you look at what, what pressure they can apply. And when you know, Georgia's got a weakness in the secondary, which they've been saying all year that no one's really had a chance to test that secondary. That's unproven. Michigan has a better defense than Georgia. You heard it here first. Give well, me the Wolverines on the money this line. Just in folks. Colby has not picked either sec team in the college football playoffs. Shocker. Well, I have Bamba winning. <laughs> I have Bamba winning. I'm talking about ETS, man. Uh, well, 13 and a half points. Shit. Well, I mean, dude, come on. <laughs> if it was a nine point spread, I'd be like, eh, maybe I'd consider Alabama 13 so, and a half. All right, so, so Colby has Bama versus Michigan. I do mm. Alabama versus Michigan. I hope you're right. Cause Bama versus Georgia. I don't want to see another rematch, man. What, uh, what would be the order of ideal matchups you'd like to see? Oh, number one it's is Cincinnati, Cincinnati Michigan. Michigan. Come on. Yeah. By far, yeah. Especially it's in Indianapolis this year at that stupid fucking dome, that roller rink, and yeah. yeah. about two hours away. Yeah, that would be uh, oh, the the Big Ten. Their, their heads would explode. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, folks. Well, this is it. Um. Uh, subscribe to the college football experience. Subscribe to the college basketball experience, and uh, make sure you get that SGPN app for free in the App Store and Google Play Store. You can find me on Twitter at D Patty C's on Twitter, Patty C831, NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. The college football experiences on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. And the Sports Gambling Podcast Network's on Twitter at DSGP Network. Give them all a follow. And uh, yeah, let's enjoy the final week. We also have, we'll, obviously, next week we'll have the uh, national championship preview, uh, the invitational national championship, and the FCS national championship. So stick around. And also, like I said, college basketball is really, really heating up here. So subscribe to all that. Check out the Slack channel for sports gambling podcast that we're always talking sports there. This is the college football experience bowl season. Part three episode. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. <laughs> <laughs>